Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Bob Bosold with you this morning. Jill is uh, taking the day off. Now, I'll be gone tomorrow, so will Jill, so we'll have to have you do the chores alone on Thanksgiving morning, but then uh, Jill will be in. So uh, she'll do the program with you on Friday as I'm going to visit some relatives. My, uh, some of my family getting together, so we're going to do that. Sister Barn has got her Susie Homemaker out. She's making all kinds of stuff, getting ready for Thanksgiving, so I can hardly wait to see the fruits of, uh, the Susie Homemaker, but we'll, we'll taste those tomorrow. So hopefully you'll be with family, friends, or whoever you want to be with on Thanksgiving, and it shouldn't be too much of a problem getting to where you want to go. We'll take a look at the weather. Also, if you're going to be hunting, boy, the weather has sure improved from opening weekend, hasn't it? And I've got the numbers here as far as the opening gun and uh, how much we have harvested off of the deer. A few less deer running around on the roads. We'll talk about that and the numbers. And uh, a lot of a lot of licenses were sold. I was glad to see that as we get back into the uh Hunting culture as of midnight on Sunday, November 20th, sales for gun, bull, crossbow, sports, and patron licenses reached 779,123. Of that total, 421,474 were for the gun season only for this Holy Week in Wisconsin. So we'll talk more about that. We got some of those numbers to pass along. Also, we uh, will talk about uh, Thanksgiving dinner. How does it look? We got enough? Can we afford to eat Thanksgiving dinner this year? Lots of challenges, but uh, lots of things to talk about this morning, and we'll get into that. The calendar items, of course, after Thanksgiving, we get into a kind of a busy meeting season now before Christmas, and there are meetings coming up. Farm Bureau, Farmers Union, both going to be meeting in Wisconsin Dells. They've got their uh, annual conventions going on down there. As I talked to folks from the Farmers Union, they said, just not a lot of places anymore to have those conventions where it's convenient. Used to have in Eau Claire before they uh, tore down the hotel and built that Marshfield Hospital over there. 
It was a nice place, but they say there aren't a lot of places to go in Wisconsin for conventions anymore. The Dells is kind of taken over. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. And don't forget, you still got a chance to win a half a hog as a thank you for all your hard work. The farm team here at Wax is giving the gift of pork to someone in the listening audience this season. You can win a half a hog and a chest freezer. The hog coming from Smith Brothers Meats of Colby, about as good as it gets over there, and also the good folks at Abbotsford Appliance. They're going to supply the chest freezer. Now, to register, you don't have to call in or do anything like that. Go to Midwest Farm Report tab at waxradio.com, or you can go on your app to register. And thanks to all of our farmers in the Wax listening area, yours truly, Jill and Kristen, want to thank you for what you do and being out there, so hopefully you'll get registered, and uh, oh, about the middle of December, we'll see who wins that half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats and the chest freezer from Abbotsford Appliance. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Pretty nice weather out there. We've got about 40 for the high forecast for today, partly cloudy. Maybe a little fog in a few spots, nothing area-wide, but just uh, be careful. Tonight, we'll get down into the 20s, and uh, maybe later on tonight, some, I don't know, flurries, drizzle, something flying around. That's possible in the listening area. And for Thanksgiving Day, it'll be about 39. It will be a mostly cloudy day. And uh, then for Friday and Saturday, we'll be in the 40s, partly cloudy. Sunday, the last day of the hunt, 36. And then back to about 40 on Monday, so hunt safely and then climb back in the combine. It looks like we've got some good weather to finish up the harvest. We've still got, what, about uh, 20% of the corn left to go. So, again, get it off and get it safely. So hunt safely, harvest safely, drive safely. If you're going someplace for Thanksgiving, Wednesday morning at Wax. Good morning, Bob Boso with you. Jill's got uh, the day off. She'll be in on Friday morning for you. I think she told me she bought 100 pounds of potatoes. She's making lefsa, and she's got some made. Gave me some, and oh, it's good. So uh, lots of lefsa. I don't know how many lefsa 100 pounds of potatoes will make, but it's got to be a lot. Hey, it's about a minute or two after 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The FBI and the ATF have now joined the investigation into the latest mass shooting in America. As many as 10 people are believed to have been killed by a lone shooter at a Walmart store in Chesapeake, Virginia. The sister of a victim who's been a longtime employee says she talked to her brother and he's doing okay. The fact that he was talking, um, I, I, my parents who live in Florida also called him and he spoke with them very quickly. The woman didn't identify herself but says her brother has worked at the store for 20 years. There are multiple reports that the gunman may have been an employee, possibly the manager. The New York fraud trial against former President Trump now has a start date. And October the 2nd, 2023 date is when the trial for Attorney General Letitia James' lawsuit against Trump, his three adult children, and the Trump Organization will begin. The lawsuit was filed in September after a three-year investigation into if Trump and his company manipulated property values to gain investments as well as tax and loan benefits. Authorities in Idaho are investigating reports that one of the University of Idaho students who was murdered had a stalker. Chris Caraggio reports. Moscow police say they have looked into potential reports that Kaylee Goncalves had a stalker, something they have not yet been able to verify. 
The four students were all found murdered on November 13th in a house near campus. Autopsies reveal they were slaughtered by someone with a large knife. The report adds they were probably attacked in their sleep. Police haven't recovered the murder weapon and warn the killer is still on the loose. A press conference is scheduled for Wednesday afternoon. I'm Chris Caraggio. And Jane Leno has already headed back to his car garage and comedy tours just days after being severely burned. On Tuesday, Leno was seen driving himself to the same car garage where the accident happened and told reporters he'd be back on stage as early as this weekend for more comedy shows. Less than two weeks ago, the actor was working on a vintage car when it burst into flames and injured him. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not quite dawn yet, but we're getting there. Let's talk about uh, what kind of a day we're going to have. If you're traveling today, shouldn't be a problem. About 40 for the high around here. You get on around Madison, it's going to be closer to 50. So, again, nice weather for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. The end of the deer hunt should be a good one. Partly cloudy today. Tonight into the 20s, maybe a few flurries, a little drizzle, something like that uh, early tomorrow. And then a mostly cloudy day on Thanksgiving. And after that, pretty nice. Partly cloudy to partly sunny Friday through Monday, it looks like. Temperatures on Friday and Saturday in the 40s. Uh, that'll be fun sitting for the Badger game. Won't be like that Maryland game where it was raining and wind blowing and, oh, it was miserable. So it should be nice. Wisconsin-Minnesota on Saturday. 47 the high around here, so at least that in Madison. Sunday, 36 and partly cloudy. Monday, 40 and partly cloudy. So, again, put the rifle away and climb in the combine and finish the harvest. Right now, 14 in Rice Lake, 13 in Medford, 16 in Wausau. We've got uh, 21. In Green Bay, Madison Sun Prairie, a pleasant 24 this morning. Milwaukee at 32 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now. We're at 20 degrees. The coldest spot I found this morning of the official reporting stations was Merrill. Merrill's nine above right now. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Eight minutes after five o'clock, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets. And by the way, if you're wondering... About uh, the markets, Thanksgiving market hour, normal hours on Wednesday. Again, we'll have uh, sales at the sale barns and whatever. Board of Trade will be open. The markets then will be closed on Thursday. And the markets, uh, as far as the grain trade, Board of Trade and uh, Mercantile, they will reopen Friday morning at 8.30. But again, it doesn't look like an overnight trade on Thanksgiving, not till 8.30 on Friday morning. All right, cash livestock as we move through this uh Holiday shortened week. Choice fed beef steers trading 143 to 156 with the mixed steers 92 to 140. Choice fed beef heifers 143 to 158 mixed 85 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers 127 to 138 select and silage fed Holstein 78 to 125. Cows 59 to 87, the bulls 67 to 101. Hogs 65 to 80, sows 50 to 55, boars 20 to 23. Shorn market lambs 115 to 128, unshorn lambs 110 to 120. Feeder lambs a dollar to 325. In the uh, rest of the sheep and lamb trade, use trading 75 to a dollar. Small goats at uh, 185 and down. Medium goats 115 to five, uh, let's see, 115 to 225. Can't read my own numbers. Large goats trading 170 up to $500. Nanny goats 75 to 275. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were mixed. 
December live cattle up 25 and 153.80. February 156.42 down 30. April live cattle 159.90 down 22. In June 156.02 that's down 15. Feeder cattle for January 181.67 down 95. March 184.57 down 52. April at 187.92 down 12. May at 190.70 that was up 15. In August at uh, $201 even, that's down 25. And lean hogs for December up 45 at 84.25. February at 90.07 down 7. April up 7 at 95.55 and May unchanged at 99.85. And the Board of Trade was uh, mostly lower in the day trade yesterday, quiet before Thanksgiving. Also some current concerns about the Chinese economy, but overnight, looking at all these March contracts now, March corn overnight up three to four cents at six sixty three. The oats down three at three ninety three. Wheat up a nickel at eight fifteen, and uh, soybeans for March up seven cents a bushel overnight at fourteen forty four. Soybean meal up a dollar sixty at four hundred three dollars and twenty cents. Barrel cheese traded another three and three quarter cents lower yesterday, one eighty and a half. The blocks unchanged at two twenty, and butter up another three cents on those lower butter stocks, two ninety three a pound. Class three November up a penny at twenty one oh three. December down twenty five at twenty one dollars even. January class three down nine at twenty forty four. February down two at nineteen ninety seven. March up two at nineteen ninety seven. And those prices were mixed out through next fall. And that's the way the markets look. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And again, February's getting close, but even before that, we want you to know what's going on as we get ready for our farm tour to California, basically Northern California. It won't be long when we head out for our California farm tour with all the Northern California agricultural highlights. February 10th through the 18th, the date of the farm tour. But before that, we want you to come in and see all the great things we're going to do. Our Northern California agricultural highlights tour. There's a special travel party Tuesday, November 29th, three times that day at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 7 o'clock at the Holiday Vacations Conference Center on Henry Avenue in Eau Claire. Come and see these pictures of the cable car. We'll take a look at San Francisco Bay, San Francisco City Tour, the Napa Valley Wine Tour, Olive Oil, the Yolo Land and Cattle Company, Hillmar Cheese Factory, and Almond Orchards, World Ag Expo, a Dairy Farm, and so much more. So come on in and see what we're going to be doing A Northern California Agriculture Tour Travel Party Tuesday, November 29th at Holiday Vacations Conference Center in Eau Claire. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's going to be fun, so come on in on the 29th of November, uh, next week already, and we'll see you over at Holiday Vacation. This is live, face-to-face. That'll be fun in itself, won't it? Finally, finally get rid of virtual. We've got some farm news to take a look at. What about the railroad strike? What about Congress when they come back? What's going to happen on the House side with a change of leadership? We'll talk about that as it relates to the farm bill. Busy, busy Wednesday morning here on Wax as we look at farm news on Wax. Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
And once again, Chili Implemented Chili bringing you the farm news on this Wednesday morning at WAC. Well, when the House goes over the Republican majority for the next session, the new chair of the House Agriculture Committee will be Congressman Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania. Last week on a radio program called AgriTalk, Thompson said the new farm bill will be a priority in the new year. He said he has three major priorities for that bill. One is expanding rural Internet access. He said he's not sure the $759 million allocated to do that job is enough as he sees rural broadband as the number one utility needed in rural America. His number two priority is improving crop insurance by improving it now, not five years from now. And his third priority is simply getting a new farm bill done in 2023. And he said he will work to involve both parties in that effort. Still a lot of concern about the potential for a nationwide railroad strike that uh, would be, of course, very damaging to agriculture, especially with low water levels on the Mississippi River, causing barges to haul less product to overseas shipping ports. There are about a dozen different unions involved, and the latest votes for a new contract show the largest railroad union, the conductors, has turned down the latest proposal, while the second largest union, the engineers, have approved the contract. As of now, we've seen a couple dates, December 5th, December 9th, uh, about the time a railroad strike could happen. Well, that ongoing lawsuit claiming antitrust violations against the country's four largest meatpackers has been expanded to include not just cattle and hog producers, but also some of the country's largest retailers. Plaintiffs in the case, which are being heard in the U.S. District Court in Minnesota, say the cases have been whittled down to one case that eliminates duplicate discovery, conflicting pretrial rulings, and to save money for all involved. The case was brought against Cargill, JBS, National Beef, and Tyson Foods back in 2015, charging those four packers violated antitrust laws involving fed cattle markets and prices. So it'll be a while yet before it's decided. Coming up, what about our Thanksgiving Day meal? We'll talk about that next. Right here on Wax. Right now, about 20 degrees. We'll get about 40 today. Partly cloudy. Good day for travel. Not a bad day to get out and hunt either. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Probably no other farm organization gets involved in so many areas of American life, not just agriculture, as the American Farm Bureau Federation. And Terry Moore is with us from the American Farm Bureau Federation. And uh, Terry, I know you, you survey food prices all year long, but maybe the most important eating day of the year is upon us. We're going to have enough to feed from 2 to 22 people as far as our Thanksgiving meal? We are. The food supply is in good shape. Um, you know, there's been some concern about turkeys in particular and the supply of turkeys with high path AI and some of the other things that have happened. But we've been assured that there's there, the supply is plentiful. Um, there could be regional areas where it's more difficult to find a turkey, um, some of the areas that have been harder hit. But overall, We've seen um, a 20% increase in the in the price of the Thanksgiving dinner, so that's going to be really, really difficult for some families. But we also have to keep in perspective, if you look from a global perspective, that still amounts to $6.50 per person, and almost nowhere else in the world can you find a meal that affordable. So two ways to look at that. There really is two ways to look at it. 
And as far as, you know, high path avian influenza as we saw, are we coming out of it? Have we seen a trend? Because you follow food prices all year long. Is it starting to moderate even though it's not gone, unlike 2015? Yeah, we got hit pretty hard this year. Uh, but thankfully, we have a fantastic food safety system in place, an animal health system in place, to where if there is a detection, there is an immediate depopulation of a flock to try to protect all the other birds in the area. So a lot of work is done to make sure that we protect the larger population of birds and, to, of course, to protect food safety. And as far as the, uh, I guess, the other parts of the dinner that uh, go along with that turkey, good supplies. Uh, we know eggs are obviously uh, a little bit tough to get, a little expensive, and we know butter has been a challenge. But uh, what else have you found? Everything's going to be in good supply and not outrageously expensive? That's right. So pretty much every single food product that we include in the Thanksgiving food basket has gone up except one, and that's cranberries. So we had a great cranberry harvest this year, and so cranberries went down a little bit. But interestingly enough, usually the packaged food is fairly consistent. And in this case, um, stuffing actually had the biggest increase, of a bag of stuffing. And we think that's partly because of all the additional costs this year around packaging and delivery and, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Cost of everything going up. So, so now the, the packaged products are impacted by that as well. Well, we can thank our Wisconsin cranberry growers then for uh, producing something that's a little less expensive this year. There you go. That's exactly right. Terry, tell me about uh, tracing food prices all year long, as uh, the American Farm Bureau does, as well as state farm bureaus. What kind of a trend are you seeing overall? Well, we've seen a multi-year increase, and that's not really a surprise to anyone. You know, our food supply system underwent a big test with the pandemic. You hear some folks say that the system is broken. We don't believe that. What, but what we did need to do is some adjustment, right? We had a just-in-time food system that needed to adjust, adjust to a just-in-case food system. And, so, and, and those adjustments happened over time and continue to happen. And we are going to be stronger on the other side of it. But, but as part of that, yes, we saw some food price increases. You also had the war in Ukraine that impacted that. You have general inflation, and food inflation is higher than general inflation. Um, but it's really important to keep in mind that there, there is a public perception that, that this is a boon for agriculture. When, when you see a 20% increase in the Thanksgiving dinner costs, and that doesn't come back to the farmer. Farmers are price takers, just like consumers. They are not price makers. So um, farmers are facing increased supply costs. Fertilizer, in some cases, triple the cost it used to be. So we need to be mindful that this is not a boon for agriculture. No, it is not at all. Terry, you say, some people say the food, the system is broken. What do they refer to when they say the system is broken? Because our, our farmers are producing, you know, with the Ukraine, it's going to affect world supply. But in the United States, we're pretty good. What do they mean it's broken? You know, I think that comes back to some misperceptions about how agriculture has changed. People want to have a romantic image of a red barn with three animals or 
a few acres, and the fact that agriculture has scaled up scares people, and that's okay. What we need to do is help them understand the benefits of all of that. Bigger farms are nothing to be scared of, but but it's on us to help the public understand those advantages. And of course, the Farm Bureau gets involved in so many aspects of agriculture and life in general. Mental health is a very big issue for farmers. How do you get involved in that? You know, we felt very, very strongly. President Duval felt strongly, and we we partnered initially with Farmers Union to show that this is this is about coming together to break a stigma that has no place in our world, right? We have seen uh, farmers in some cases hit harder than other sectors. Um, we went through a very difficult time and helping farmers understand that it's okay to ask for help is absolutely a priority. And we're very proud of the fact that our Farm State of Mind campaign now has a directory on our website. So no matter where you are in the country, you can find resources that you can reach out to. And what kind of resources are those? Free counseling in some cases. Um, it, it runs the gamut, but any, anybody who identifies as, as offering assistance when it comes to mental health, we've included it in the directory. And I will tell you that we're going to come out with, we're, we're just out of the field with a new survey, and there's some really good news about um, farmers' perspectives and how they view seeking mental health help. And so we're making progress. And again, that's Terry Moore with the American Farm Bureau Federation. Plenty of food for Thanksgiving and also some help. If you got some strategy or some uh, challenges out there on the farm, be it uh, harvest challenges or labor problems or family issues, there are resources out there. Seek them out and use them. 28 minutes after 5, we'll catch up with uh, Rocky here over at Premier Livestock. Find out uh, what's going on. And, of course, today will be the last sale day of the week. We'll catch up on all that next here on WAG. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out about the markets. Of course, this is a holiday-shortened week. Rocky's over at Premier Livestock. On the road today, Rocky, you're going to be uh, at the sale barn. I will be at the sale today. All right, so uh, right at the, uh, stay in there. Okay, that's a good thing. You're going to get a chance to go uh, do a little hunting earlier than that then? I, I think uh, we'll be done the sale short enough. I should be able to jump in the stand for an hour, hour and a half, I think. Oh, that's so. good. So uh, now that stand, that exotic stand, you got you got a wet bar in there and cable TV and all that stuff? No, I think that's in uh, maybe in the future, future <laughs> development. <laughs> You sold some of those at that machinery auction, didn't you? Some stands. Yeah, yeah, they were some pretty nice ones too. Oh boy, I bet they didn't. I bet it didn't take long to get those gone. It, it really didn't. I know the first few went out in a flash. I seen them driving off. So <laughs> they went right to the woods. That's for sure. Yep. Well, let's take a look. Holiday shortened week. Today's last sale day. How we done the first two days? All right. Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how the week is uh, shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Yesterday, we had our uh, 300 head of dairy heifers on our monthly special dairy heifer auction. Uh, run was consisted mostly of open heifers, but we had some springing heifers kind of ranging from 1250 to 17 and a half. We had most of the shortbreads from 800 to 1250. Open heifers, mostly 90 to $1.30. Had some real fancy lightweight heifers up to $1.50. Uh, this week, uh, uh, we got this week uh, so far on the Fed 
cattle market, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 132 to 145.50. Select low choice, 120 to 131. Market cows steady, high-yielding cows from 72 to 88, most cows 56 to 71. Market bulls high-yielding 88 to $1.04, lower-yielding 87 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves on Monday, uh, very strong. Holstein bull calves from 125 all the way up to 270 on the Holsteins. Your beef calves, 125 to 375. Today, Wednesday... Uh, got our hay auction at 9.30, uh, dairy cattle auction at 11. We do have one load of top registered Holstein tie stall cows. Uh, we do have pictures of those online. Several spring and heifers can sign, but it will be a lighter run. Uh, make sure to get your cattle in early. Uh, we are going to sell market cows today. We're going to sell fed cattle, but note we are not selling newborn calves today, please. Uh, like I said, today will be a short auction, so we are asking for all cattle to be delivered today before 11 o'clock a.m. because we will be done early. Uh, obviously, no auction tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Uh, we uh, do uh, wish everybody happy Thanksgiving, a uh, safe and successful hunt. And then uh, Friday, we will be here loading out machinery, and that will be from 8 to 3 p.m. on Friday, machinery loadout. More details and info on our website at uh, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us anytime, 715-229-2500, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. Well, you haven't got one yet in the gun season, have you? No. Well, we're, I, we're pretty selective right now. Well, I don't blame you. I see uh, with all, all the wild meat you got in your freezer, I can see why. But I'm yep. looking at the numbers here. 103,623 deer were registered statewide during the opening weekend. That compares to nine, just over 90,000 a year ago. 56,638 were bucks compared to 49,721. So, uh, more bucks and more deer in total opening weekend with yeah, all that nasty kind of weather. Surprised by, kind of surprised by that as windy as uh, opening day. Yeah, I thought it'd we, be down. Yeah, windy and cold. It really was. All right, sir, you have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. You too. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withier in our markets and our weather upcoming on WAC. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we got to get into the weather room because uh, Mike Dandry is a busy guy over at Skywarn 13. How's it look? Pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I tried to look good, so thank you for oh, the compliment. Oh, you always look good. You always look good, but I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering about Mother Nature. Oh, gotcha. Well, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, this morning, well, we may run into a little bit of fog if you're leaving, uh, hitting the roadways early for uh, traveling for Turkey, as we like to call it. Uh, otherwise, once that fog starts to lift by about the mid-morning, we'll give way to plenty of sunshine. And our highs today getting pretty close to the 40-degree mark. Mind you, the last time we hit 40 degrees was, well, when we were into the 60s on November 10th. Otherwise, tonight a few clouds will start to roll in, and that could give way to a chance at some drizzle, maybe a little bit of snow mixed in uh, with that as well. So that could cause a little bit of slick spots on the roadways tomorrow morning if it does fall a little earlier uh, in the overnight and into the morning hours. So keep that in mind, too, if you're on the fence about leaving today or tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy throughout most of the day and into tomorrow night as we dip to the mid-20s for our overnight lows. Then Friday and Saturday, more sunshine returns with upper 30s and low to mid-40s potentially. But then more clouds roll in Sunday and Monday with our temperatures dipping to the mid-30s. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, maybe just a slim chance at some uh, rain and snow showers 
again into the mid 30s but right now again we do have a little bit of fog on the roadways and a temperature of 17 degrees in eau claire all right sounds good hey you have a Good weekend. You're going to go back to where North Dakota for Thanksgiving. You got to stay here. Ah, uh, well, we're hosting the uh, the in laws. So oh, yeah, uh, good for you. Yeah, cooking up the turkey tomorrow morning. So uh, pray that it goes well for me, Bob. <laughs> yeah, we want you in the will. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. You have a happy Thanksgiving too. We'll do our best, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Taking a look at our weather on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of things going on, the hunt, the harvest, and in the news, I don't know what's going on. That's why we bring Morgan McCarthy in every morning. How are you this morning, my dear? Pretty dandy indeed. How is uh, Bob doing today? We're doing well, especially when I look at this weather forecast. This is kind of nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know a lot of hunters that uh, suffered through that cold opener now are going to be enjoying some better temps, trying to finish and fill tags here. I'll bet Alex is out there nothing but an orange (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, right. (laughs) Drinking a Bud Light. boy. Yeah, right. Uh, What's going on? It's quite the vision. From our 715 newsroom, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. What we'll do is start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area and stay in our state, and that's to the courts in Dunn County. The second of three suspects in a 2020 murder in Downsville is heading to prison. A jury in Dunn County yesterday convicted Ryan Steenhoff of the stabbing death of Bruce McGuigan as police found him dead in a mobile home November of 2020. Another woman, Ashley Gunn, serving a 25-year sentence in her role for the killing. Third suspect found not guilty. Steinoff will be sentenced at a later date. As we head into the woods, maybe you've seen a lot of bucks to brag about or does to show. We can tell you it was a good start to the deer season. DNR says the harvest is up. This year's first weekend up 14%. Hunters bagged just over 103,000 deer this year, and that's compared to just over 90,000 in last year's opener. The DNR says the year's snow likely helped some of that tracking as well. Gun deer season will close after, of course, one more weekend to get the dirty pointer. Continuing with some hunting updates, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources reports six firearm-involved hunting incidents that happened opening weekend of the gun deer season, and that includes the fatal shooting of an 11-year-old boy in Green Lake County. Major April Drombowski, Recreational Safety Section Chief with the Department of DNR, reminds you just about that acronym TABK and safety. Always important to load the mine before loading the gun with these four rules of firearm safety. Um, But with all that, if it's one thing that we can have our folks take home, is controlling that muzzle of the firearm. She emphasizes that hunting remains a safe activity here in Scotty, and hundreds of thousands of people participate in opening weekend. If you happen to be behind the wheel over the river and through the woods, there you're not going to be alone. What are you going to find on the roads? Well, more people doing the same, right? The Wisconsin Department of Transportation says many road projects are wrapping up for the season, but there are still some work zones, and drivers are reminded to take care in those areas and plan ahead and expect heavy traffic along key highways. Peak travel periods are expected to be between noon and 8 p.m. Wednesday and again Sunday, November 27th. I'm Sue Danielson. And as we prep for that menu tomorrow, you can almost smell the turkey. Turkey in the air. It's probably thawing already in the fridge, right? On TV, a lot of people have Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and this is something you'll be hearing. Mariah Carey joins the Thanksgiving Day Parade for the first time, saying that her childhood dream is coming to life as she performs this song during the parade. 
And we head back to the barn. I think I see Bob practicing his rock set kicks over there <laughs> <laughs> on Wax 104.5. I used to love to watch. I still do. Do you watch that parade? Oh, absolutely. It's on every year. I it's know. just It's just kind of part of the menu. You have to have the parade on, and then the smells start filling the kitchen, and you start yelling at the kids for running around. And, <laughs> and I hope the weather in New York is good. You know, it's not windy, so those big balloons, I mm-hmm. mean, they're unbelievable. I, they must start blowing those up. I mean, you know. Oh, months yeah. in advance. It's a year-round job prepping oh. for the parade. Uh, yeah, Boy. I was looking at some of the flow pe- in the the full-time job that it is to control them. But uh, once you see the wind take one of them, you, you <laughs> it doesn't look so good for Snoopy some nope, years, does it? That's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, you have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning on Wax. For those who work in Acres. Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. When you look at our economy, energy is certainly one of the 500-pound gorillas in the room. Let's get an update on our Provision Partners Cooperative Program today with Isaac Brown. And Isaac is the energy specialist at Provision Partners Cooperative. And Isaac, if anybody's been following the news, it's hard to follow what's going on with these energy issues, uh, what these countries are exporting, what we're importing. Bring us up to date on where we're at as far as some of that stuff is concerned, energy-wise. Yeah, Bob, I I guess I would say really the biggest thing right now, um, inventories have been a huge worry on, uh, you know, refined products, whether it be diesel fuel, gasoline, or even, you know, what we produce all those things out of crude oil. Um, you know, our refineries have been kicking along at a pretty high rate. They're really trying to get as much diesel out of every run that they can. Um, you've probably seen that the pump prices on gas have been dropping in the past couple weeks pretty steady. Um, we're seeing a lot of that because when you crack a barrel of crude oil, you end up with typically about 60 to 80% gasoline and the other 40, you know, or so of, um, of diesel fuel. So we've got a large surplus of gasoline right now, and um, basically what they're trying to do is catch up on that, that inventory. You know, there's been that whole whole alarm right now, the alarm bell, that we've only got 25 days of supply on diesel fuel. And, um, you know, while that sounds alarming, that's a big number, and uh, refineries are pretty well encouraged, you know, to produce as much diesel as they can right now. From what you're saying, I would expect prices at the pump coming down even more you would you would definitely think with the, with that surplus we've got them coming down right now but you know we've also got some foreign you know countries out there that uh play a big factor or play a big role in um you know these prices as well you know our buddies over there in the middle east like to every now and then manipulate the market and say that they're going to cut production of crude oil or you know increase it uh today the big headline was Oh, they're going to increase production, but then they double back and change that. So we're just kind of watching that. Isaac Brown with us, Isaac Energy Specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative. You mentioned the Middle East, but China is a factor in this whole thing too, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, China is the world's second largest refining nation, just right behind us in barrels of, you know, distillate fuel and gasoline. Really right now what we're seeing is they're in a large COVID lockdown, Their nation's economy has been uh, suffering a bit, but they have been exporting at the highest rate ever of diesel fuel and gasoline. So they're kind of taking care of some of that demand in our European countries that uh, were buying up so much of our fuel earlier in the year. 
So we have seen that diesel come down a bit. But, you know, those COVID lockdowns are eventually going to lift, and things are going to probably switch. So we're watching those future markets, and they're staying relatively steady. What a lot of people are doing is they're starting to look at booking and locking in at least a portion of their inputs for next year because, you know, right now it is a bit uncertain, but that futures market really isn't shifting a whole lot. And I think the upside potential probably outweighs the downside at this point. So go ahead and make some moves, not all your moves, but some moves, right? I think it's always smart when you're dealing with your business or anything like that, that you lock in a portion where you know you can make a profit on it. I don't think you ever want to push all your chips in because there is a chance, you know, that we could all of a sudden see more shutdowns or, you know, in China, maybe their economy crashes because, you know, we just saw August through October was one of the largest heat waves in China uh, pretty much ever recorded. It, it actually caused a drought that uh, a lot of the rivers were starting to uh, go down to the point where they couldn't even navigate them. There's, there's definitely a chance that, you know, with different temperatures and droughts and things like that, we could see these prices go back up. So, I mean, I would definitely start talking to your agronomist, your energy specialist, anyone like that, and, you know, maybe start looking at locking in some of those things for next year. I know it's only the day before Thanksgiving, but it's a different world we live in than, you know, it used to be you booked your fuel on Valentine's Day, you know. Now it's kind of, we got to get ahead of the eight ball. We certainly do, Isaac. Hey, thank you, Isaac Brown with uh, Provision Partners, energy specialist over there. Keep an eye on the markets, and if you need some help, somebody to talk to, a little guidance, give Isaac a call at Provision Partners Cooperative. Let's get to the markets, see what happened yesterday in a holiday-shortened week over at the Equity Altoona Barn. Here's Jim Lindsay to tell us. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.45. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.42. Hailing choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.30 to $1.41. We topped at $1.43. Choice Holstein steers, $1.18 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.17 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 65 to 76. We had a top of 77 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 43 to 64. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 42 and down. Cold bulls sold from 80 to 95. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 75 to $160 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $75 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 140 to $250 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on November 18th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty-five. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-eight. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty-nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety-five to a dollar forty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar twenty-five. We do sell organic cattle here at the El Tuna Market on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, December 2nd, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. And more markets as we, well, on a Wednesday, wrap up the week over at Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us this morning, Jerry. Bob, very good morning to you, and another nice day on tap. Uh, uh, it's kind of chilly this morning right now, 14 degrees, but boy, I tell you, if the sun come out yesterday, it turns out to be a nice, nice day. Oh, it really did, really did. Well, wrap up the week for us, because it is Wednesday, the end of the week, with a holiday. 
Yes, it is, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from uh, just the two days this week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market, uh, steady cow market this week. High yielding, fleshy Holstein and beef cows were selling from seventy four to eighty eight. Extreme top cows in them was ninety dollars on Monday's auction. Most of the cows so far this week and for the week will be from fifty four to seventy four. Thinner cows, plainer cows, fifty three and below on the bull trade. Uh, better quality bulls, mostly from eighty five to one hundred four. Your lighter bulls, eighty two and below. Fed cattle on a light. Test this week. Choice grading Holstein steers mostly from 117 to 137. Select underfinished cattle 114 and below. Uh, on the uh, calf market, very strong market uh, on calves on Monday, and the bull calves are selling mostly from 100 to up to an extreme top of 250. Heifer calves fairly limited, 50 and back. All the beef calves they were selling from. A 175 to 350 with a top at 360. On the organic market yesterday, we sell organic cows every Tuesday, organic cattle every Tuesday, and your high yielding organic cows in yesterday's auction were from 88 to 95, and lower low yielding organic cows, $80 and below. And as Bob mentioned, we are closed here today at Equity Stratford. Uh, no sale today, and of course tomorrow we'll be closed also. So on behalf of everyone here at the market, uh, wishing everyone out there a very safe and enjoyable Thanksgiving. Uh, we are certainly going to be looking at a very nice day uh, tomorrow, so hope hope everybody enjoys it with their family, and good luck to all the deer hunters, and hunt safe, and Bob, you also, and you and your family have a nice Thanksgiving, and we'll, uh, well, we'll probably won't talk to you guys until next Monday. Yeah, next week, but enjoy Thanksgiving, Jerry. We appreciate it. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us the markets. Board of Trade uh, mixed overnight after a lower day yesterday. March corn three to four higher this morning, six sixty-three. Oats down three at three ninety-three. The wheat up a nickel at eight fifteen. March soybeans up seven at fourteen forty-four. March meal up a dollar sixty at four hundred three dollars and twenty cents. Country elevator prices today at Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn six dollars, beans thirteen seventy-two at Connorsville, five ninety-seven and thirteen sixty-two on the DTN screen. Golden plump corn today is at six twenty-one in Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood, six sixteen, soybeans thirteen fifty-three at Duran, corn six oh six, beans thirteen forty-three, Fall Creek, five ninety-six in the corn, thirteen twenty-eight in the beans, Osseo, six twenty-one and thirteen fifty-eight, Elk Mound, six oh six. 1356 on the beans. Corn at Sparta, 602. Soybeans, 1343. Ellsworth, 586 on the corn, 1313 on the beans. And all the ethanol plants, Boyceville Stanley, the Richmond facility, corn today, 615. Barrel cheese down three and three quarters, 180 and a half. Blocks unchanged, 220. Butter up three at 293. And November class three was up one, trading at 2103. December down 25 at $21 even. January down nine at twenty forty four. February down two at nineteen ninety seven. March up two at nineteen ninety seven. And again, a reminder: markets are open as regular hours today. Closed all day tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and they will open again at eight thirty on Friday morning. So again, you have a safe and a happy and just a wonderful Thanksgiving with family. If you're going to hunt all weekend long. Oh, if you do it, if you're driving, if you're hunting, if you're combining, do it safely, won't you? Because uh, it's a it's a wonderful holiday, and we don't want to have any bad stories. Don't be part of that. Be part of the success of Thanksgiving. Enjoy it, and thank you, farmers, for what you do.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.